Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Thursday, October 27. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Leah Mallory. And I'm Jaya Joyce. Now let's see what's what in the city. Yesterday, New York City unveiled three proposals that are part of a competition to establish a center dedicated to climate change research and education. All three proposals were designed by academics affiliated with universities across the country. Among the finalists is a team led by Northeastern University who has partnered with Fordham and some other schools. The winning proposal is expected to be announced in 2023 and will be the design for the new institution. This upcoming weekend marks the 10-year commemoration of Hurricane Sandy, making landfall in the tri-state area. Yesterday, Mayor Adams announced new coastal resilience plans to protect against future storms. New York City will be taking on the largest urban climate adaptation project in the country. This project will include the construction of movable flood walls and a citywide climate strategy. We don't have another 100 years to prepare. We have to prepare now. Climate change is here, it's clear, and it is a present danger. Coastal resilience programs rely on regular funding. Mayor Adams will be calling on the federal government to assist the city with that funding. While city officials took to their podiums this week to announce climate change plans, young people also took to the streets. Jenna Topoldo was at Occupy Park Avenue yesterday with Sunrise Movement NYC to protest climate inaction. She was 15 when Hurricane Sandy hit. It took us seven months to get back into our house. We had tens of thousands of dollars of damage. And on this 10-year anniversary, there are still people that are dealing with the impacts of climate change. We need Governor Hochul to fund climate action. The Sunrise Movement will be back on Saturday to continue protesting. Laura Cavanaugh is now the first woman commissioner of the New York City Fire Department. Kavanaugh is the first woman in 157 years to be appointed as the head of the FDNY, which is the largest fire department in the country. She will oversee 17,000 employees, which includes firefighters, 911 dispatchers, and emergency medical workers. Flu season is approaching, and yesterday morning, New York Governor Kathy Hochul recommended all New Yorkers get the new bivalent COVID booster and the flu shot. We're launching a public awareness campaign so parents know the symptoms, what to do, and how they can keep their kids safe. Hogle says that while hospitalization and death rates from COVID have stabilized, the pandemic is ongoing. She strongly encourages everyone to get the new booster, which covers all currently known COVID variants. Hogle ended the conference by receiving her flu shot on stage before answering questions on public safety and this week's gubernatorial debate. This week, the New York City Council Sanitation Committee approved the RAT Action Plan to put a stop to the infestation of these ferocious rodents. The plan would create rat mitigation zones and require large buildings to use rodent-proof trash bins. Also, the Health Department will have to make annual reports about the rodent issue. New Yorkers can look forward to seeing fewer rats on their daily strolls. Taylor Swift made a surprise appearance with Bon Iver at their show in London last night. They performed an iconic duet of Exile together for the first time. This comes less than a week after Swift's new album release, Midnight's. And in sports, a typically cool customer finally lashed out and let the ref hear it. Colin Loughran has the story and more from across the world of sports. Indeed, last night's game against the Milwaukee Bucks ultimately resulted in a 110-99 loss for the Brooklyn Nets, But head coach Steve Nash tried everything in the kitchen sink to keep his squad in the fight. With 4.24 left in the third quarter and the Nets leading by four points, 
Buck star Giannis Antetokounmpo drove towards the paint and seemingly struck Brooklyn's Patty Mills in the process. No foul was charged. Nash was already seething about some prior calls, and this one put him over the edge. The coach went ballistic on the referee and was ejected for the first time in his coaching career. When asked about it after the game, Brooklyn All-Star Kevin Durant said, quote, Sometimes you just want to go out there and fight for your guys. I think that's what he did tonight. Keeping on the hardwood, the Los Angeles Lakers lost yet again. They fell by a final of 110-99 to to the Denver Nuggets, and the loss moves the team to 0-4 on the young season. It's the first time since his rookie year that LeBron James has been on an 0-4 team. When asked about the slow start, King James remained optimistic and said, quote, It's a new system. It's a new group of guys together. We're still trying to get familiar with one another. I heard the New York Yankees are still making headlines, even after their season ended. Never a dull moment on East 161st and River Avenue. Yanks owner Hal Steinbrenner told the Associated Press that, quote, As far as Boone's concerned, we just signed him for all the same reasons I listed a year ago. I believe he's a very good manager. I don't see a change there. The news means pinstripe fans hoping for a managerial change after the team was swept out of the ALCS by the Houston Astros will likely have to wait another season. With WFUV Sports, I'm Colin Loughran. Thanks, Colin. This is our fourth and final installment of our little series where we explore different cultural communities in New York City. Today, WFUV's Nicoletta Papavastalakis takes us to Astoria to explore Little Greece. I'm at Titan Foods in Astoria, Queens. It's not your typical supermarket. Here you can find products imported from Greece like Cretan honey and Kalamata olives. You'll also hear Greek music as you browse the aisles. And at the counter, people are ordering meats and cheeses in Greek. On the other side of that counter, you'll likely see Yorgos Evagelou. I cut cheese, a lot of it. Evagelou is 26 years old. He grew up here in Astoria. Born and raised. Evagelou says his family has lived in the area for generations. Well, my grandparents moved here in the 1960s. And my parents were both born and raised in Astoria, New York, as well. So, Evagelou's grandparents are two of nearly 150,000 Greeks that migrated to America in the 60s. Many of these Greeks settled in Astoria. By the end of the decade, the neighborhood became home to the world's largest population of Greeks who had left their homeland. It's like being in a village in Greece, like no matter how far you guys live or whatever part of Greece you're from, you guys are all connected. You guys will see each other at the same cafes, same restaurants, same clubs at night. You can't really escape anybody over here. The Greek community in Astoria has declined in recent years, now making up 10% of the population. But Evagelou says the culture still has a strong presence. So anywhere you'll go, you'll hear Greek being spoken. You'll see a lot of the dishes and a lot of menus being inspired by Greek things. You'll see a lot of halloumi, let's say, from Cyprus, or a lot of Greek salads. And when you, when you go outside of New York State, you don't really find that. But you'll find it here, and it's just so normalized to me that I don't even think about it. It's just like, yeah, everything's kind of Greek over here. Evagelou says that even people who are not Greek can appreciate the culture in Astoria. It's a little piece of the culture that's being passed down to people who weren't born in it, and it's, it's cool to teach them because they seem so interested to learn. J.D. Chow is one of those people. He lives two doors down from Titan and visits at least once a week to try out different Greek specialties made in-house. 
just smells great all the time and I'm just here munching on stuff. I just love Greek food in general, so it's really nice to have this. Chow was with his friend, Sharon Akopi. She was visiting from Brooklyn. Okopi is Moroccan and Israeli. She says that Greek cuisine is similar to the foods she grew up with. Greek flavors and tastes is something that like I always like to have on hand, so I figured if I'm in the area, I might as well stop by. Whether you're Greek or not, Astoria is New York's hub for Greek culture. I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis, WFUV News. That was WFUV's Nicoletta Papavasilakis reporting from Little Greece. And that's our show for today. I'm Jaya Joyce. And I'm Leah Mallory. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.